right? But when you're only around yes men that won't say, yo, Donovan, Peter, this is user error. Like, quit feeling bad about yourself and blaming people. Like, this is user error. You are the fucking reason why you're, why you're feeling like this. Your decisions and your actions are making you feel like this. Like, And I'm not saying a therapist is going to say that or you need a friend to say that. But in a sense, you kind of need that. Whether it's blunt, straight up, or it's kind of, you know, massaged into the conversation. Um, you know, you need different insight. And I had a friend that was like, you know, why am I going why am I going to therapy and going to tell this dude I don't even know my problems? And I'm like, oh, so you're going to tell your cousin that's in the same boat as you, you know what I'm saying, your problems, who has no advice or insight to give you how to get better because y'all in the same boat. Welcome back to Guys That Listen. I'm Peter. Today we're missing Mario because it's Christmas and he's busy with his ho-ho-hos. But I'm joined today with my friend Johnny, which you've seen in the past episodes, and our guest today, Donovan. What up? Thanks for having me. All right, Don. For anyone who hasn't seen or heard of you before, Mm -hmm. let them know. I think a lot of people haven't seen or heard about me, but (laughs) my name is Donovan. I do a lot of shit. I don't know. I guess uh, I'm an entrepreneur, born in the 707, born in Vallejo, California, raised most of my life in Fairfield, California, moved to OC about 10 years ago. And just trying to make funds while having fun. Don, you've been here for how long now, you said? Shit, my 10, 11 years. 10, 11 years. What was your reasoning to to move from the Bay to OC? Good question. Uh, I probably told you this story. Um, I'll try to give you the short version. You know, I was like, I was in my, you know, mid-20s and things were going great back home. Um, I had a great job. I was... DJing, throwing events. That same year, I think I won. I was training too that year. I was I won like twelve battles that year. It was such a good year. I you know one day thought, huh, where would I be in ten years? And it wasn't anything bad, right? It was like almost too predictable. So, for lack of better words, the hippie in me, you know, thought about it like, huh, like I actually don't want my future to be predictable, and it, it doesn't, you know. I, when I look back, it probably didn't have anything to do with the location, right? That's just where I was at mentally at the time. So one of my best friends, Marcel, had moved to Orange County because he got a job at Pacific Sunwear. Their corporate headquarters is in Anaheim. And then one of my other best friends who you had on the show, Lang, a.k.a. Faye Reds, was moving in with him. Um, and he was like, hey, uh, D, I got some room at the apartment. Lang's moving here. You know, think about it. And I was like, okay. So I was chilling. I was renting a room at my sister's house at the time, and I was chilling on the couch. Uh, Lang was moving to OC that day, but he had to go to Seattle to pick stuff up or to handle something. And then after about 20 minutes of thinking, um, I texted him. I was like, yo, did you pass the bay yet? He's like, no, I'll be there in three hours. And then I was like, fuck it, pick me up. And (laughs) Oh, shit. And then... You know, like I grabbed whatever I could. I was like, I need to come back. There's no way I could fit all this shit in his Honda Civic. You know, it was like a DX 2000 shit. Honda Civic. Maybe I dated it. Sorry, Lang. It might have been 2005. Maybe not that old. <laughs> but I just remember for six hours, like drive. I'm in the passenger seat driving like this, you know. Sorry if, you, if, if, I, went, if I cut out. But yeah, I was just driving like this because he had so much shit in the car. 
And it was six hours, just like, fuck it. I think we even went to drive through and got food, so I'm just my <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that that's how I ended up here. <laughs> that's crazy. Did you ever go to OC prior to that? I didn't. I, I mean, a little bit, but like for competitions and stuff like that. But mostly LA, San Diego. I don't, you know, I'd go to the IE once in a while. There, there, there were some competitions there, events there. If I was in LA mm-hmm. and, you know, if there was a function in OC or a function later that night in IE, that's where I would go. But, you know, I guess when you're living outside of Southern California and, you know, you hear this all the time, everyone's goal is kind of, you kind of want to be in LA, right? I want to be in LA and do this and that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was blessed to have an agent. I did industry work for a very, very short time. Um, you know, I taught in LA, did some auditions, got some gigs, and then I was like, huh, uh, kind of like OC, you know, it was a little more chill. Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, that when I had to choose in between LA, OC, I chose OC thinking, oh, okay, maybe I can move to LA later on, but never did. I like OC, it's in between LA and San Diego. And, yeah, LA, living in Orange County, like, shit, I'm 25, 30 from L.A. I mean, yeah, I, I love Orange County, to yeah. be honest. Mm. I'm proud as fuck to be where I'm from. You always see me repping it. But, you know, OC's been dope, and thanks to the Feel Good Collective and a lot of other great individuals, you know, they've helped make it a second home. You know, you said that you didn't want your life to be unpredictable, or you didn't want it to be predictable. Yeah, yeah. What was your game plan coming coming out here? Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> it was like the wor- one of the worst years of my life. <laughs> a lot of people that even if you have your shit mapped out, right? Like the transitional year, the first year is like hell. So you got what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I know, right? Uh, totally Cheers different mind state now. Cheers. <laughs> I mean, I was like, okay, I could get it together because you know I'm pretty successful with what I do now. I'm gonna go to Southern California and just apply what I know. But you know, some shit works. Some shit will not apply to the new location. Um, you know, it was just a funny year, man. It was like car problems, um, deciding where to stay getting used to traffic, you know? It's like, oh yeah, I'm staying in Anaheim. Yeah, I'll take this teaching gig in Van Nuys. <laughs> it's Southern California, right? And then you're like, ah, oh, shit, actually, I don't want this. So when I first moved out here, my boy actually from the Bay plugged me with a job in Anaheim Hills. Mm. And then I taught, I was also teaching in Torrance. So a few times a week, I'd drive from Anaheim and I'm at Anaheim Hills, not far than Torrance, and then come back. It was it was it was a it was a very humbling year, you know. And shit, it, it taught me a lot, you know. Uh, and it's funny too. I remember going home. What was it? Like January of 2013, and my mom's like, "Yo, maybe you should think about moving back here. Like, oh, are you good? Like, you know what? What's your game plan? Was this and that?" And I'm like, "Shit." I'm just going to make it work like I always do. You feel me? Like, that's it. You're like, ma, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> how dare you ask but me But you that. know, that, that's how that's how parents are. They kind of want to impose their will. Like, yeah. no, this is what you got to do. You got to move back and all that. But happy as fuck that I stayed. I, I love it in Orange County. Um, yeah, and here we are. But yeah, that first year sucked. Yeah, dude. I think I'm getting PTSD from it. Like, the fucking <laughs> traffic, busted radiator in the traffic. Was there any point you were like, fuck, dude, maybe I am? 
or maybe I should consider moving back. Mm -hmm. Really? Not a single doubt. Never, never, never. Yeah, I'm just that stubborn to where I'm like, I'm going to make it work. If it takes a few months, if it takes a few years, I'm going to make this shit work. Mm. Because I've lived here basically my whole life. So Uh I don't know what it's like to move from like one place Uh to another, but even more so, even though, you know, NorCal is still part of California is completely different than yeah, Southern California. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how did you get like adjusted to the culture? Moving here too. It's like you remember being in your mid twenties. Mm. Like you think you got life figured out, right? Yeah. You feel like you're an adult now. I graduated college. I got a full time job. I understand this life thing. Yeah. So I think that is kind of a big reason why I moved because <laughs> the quarter life crisis right might have gotten to me and i was like oh i'm switching it up fuck this shit i got i, I can't do the so same like shit perfect time you're like oh it's time for me to switch yeah. it up like oh I'm, I'm out of the house like i'm actually out of home like i'm just yeah and you're just like forced to like adapt I no, guess. Def- yeah around, definitely. around that age you're just like oh it's my time to shine yeah. and you're like oh fuck yeah but to to go back to your question because i wasn't really stumped i just i, I knew i was going to say something else but <laughs> going back to your question about getting used to the culture like yeah it's a different culture but you know, where I was born, it was literally one of, like, colleges have done studies, literally one of the most diverse places in the country. Yeah. Um, it, um, yeah, over time with different industries, things have changed. But by the time I moved here, yeah, uh, Vallejo, Fairfield was the most diverse place in the United States. So, oh, wow. like, you know, reading social cues um, from different types of people, um, you know, and just... just you know, I was in sales since I was a kid, you know, and just being super observant. I n- understood people. I can't say I understand a thousand percent, but, you know, it, it really wasn't a problem to me adjusting, uh-huh. you know. I know you said that you taught a lot of dance classes once uh-huh. you came out here. So obviously you've been dancing for what, uh-huh. how long now? Shit, good question. Like 23 years. At what point did you decide like, hey, this is kind of like my career that's a great question uh and that, it was never my career to be honest i mean i never wanted it to be my career i never shit even when i was teaching like five classes a day you know and yeah. when I, um i never really looked at it like this is my career this is what i got to do until i find the next thing you know and i love dancing i love teaching you know came across some great kids and adults that I've taught, but I never wanted it to be my bread and butter, so to say. Um, but I was just teaching because while I need to connect the dots and uh, get a job that's going to provide the income I want, shit, I know I could teach breaking, you know, and I know there's at the time there's really no breaking program. So I literally Googled every dance studio in Orange County hmm. and emailed them. Right. So I emailed, I don't know, 100, 200 studios. Oh, shit. Maybe it wasn't that much. I might be exaggerating. Maybe it was 100 or something. Right. Um, shit. I got about 20 something emails back. And I was only, obviously, there's only so much time in a day. Yeah. I was able to take about five of those studios' hmm. um, offers. And yeah, it was cool. I mean, the money was actually good because I'm teaching five classes a day. But you know, and it came to me wanting to practice. Like, my, you know, I knew B-Boys here already and B-Girls here already because the dance community is so small. I was like, I kind of don't want to train because I've just been dancing for five hours yeah. while exerting physical, mental energy to these kids where, where some want to be there and learn, some don't. But, um, 
Yeah, to answer your question, no, nah, I never, I never really like wanted it to be my career, and I, I respect those that do because you know it's not easy. Yeah. But you know, I, I like to train on my own time, whatever that may be. Right, if I'm training twenty hours a week, or you know what, I only got time to do ten hours this week. Okay, there are these competitions here. Let me um, get ready for this competition. Yeah. Um, oh, dope! You got it. Uh, I got some gig offers. Shit, I can't do this one. Oh, can you do this one? Yeah, yeah, I'll take that gig. I, I, I kind of it kept me like, um, it just kept it a little more fun looking at it that way. Um, yeah. And I'm not knocking anyone that like I give. I got admiration, a lot of love for people that made it their, their career, you know. But I also, as a young kid, saw people that did, and uh, you know, a lot of, I get yeah, just a lot of uh, stress, a lot of um, ones, you know, people are living gig to gig, you know, people are, just like any other industry, people are, you know, crossing each other, people are doing each other dirty just mm. for like. I wouldn't even say a few thousand, sometimes a gig that's only paying like 500. And, you know, I just didn't want to come close to that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But, um, have you like lost any friends or like, you know, bumped heads with people that are doing what you're doing? It's like, oh, I'm better than you or some shit. It's usually kind of like that. I mean, kind of, or maybe like there was a battle. I might have talked some shit. Someone got a little <laughs> butt hurt or something like that. But nah, I don't really, I mean, I don't really, whether it's dancing or whatever, like, yeah. You know, if you know me, you know I'm approachable and yeah, I'm just, pretty easy to talk to. I get, gonna, yeah. yeah, I get it though too. Like maybe some people think I could come off arrogant and all that, but no, I'm easy to talk to. So whether it's dancing or whatever, like if there's an issue, yeah, we could have a 10 minute conversation, 30 minute conversation, we could talk. Yeah, but if you want to assume this and that, that's all good too. You know, mm -hmm. but no, I never really had any uh any beef. Yeah, there was like funny ass dance beef, but. You know, I've been throwing, throwing events since I was 17. Yeah. And then one of my mentors was like, yo, I know you want to talk some shit, but you're throwing these events. Don't say shit. And they're going to come and pay the $20 admission. And because of that, I was like, yo, I got like, yeah, I'm competing. But at the same time, like, I got some business to do within the community. So it's not worth for me to, at the time, go on discussion boards, yeah. you know, and talk all this shit. I mean... You know, I'm going to see you at another competition. If it's beef, it's beef. You could talk to me. If it's not, then you'll probably end up at my battle fucking putting money in my pocket. <laughs> Honestly, dance cultures, like beef and stuff is so funny. It's yeah. like it's its own bubble mm -hmm. almost, right? Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't think those things happen, but like <clears throat> the years of just kind of like witnessing as like a spectator. Yeah. How many people get so heated and like burn friendships and yeah. stuff like that over like dance beef like literally just saying who's better and just being competitive you yeah. know or who's more original or like if people are biting and stuff like that yeah. that sonny sold us out yeah, yeah i don't know any other culture that calls those things out more than dance culture and that's why i think it's so great right like for people that have beef and don't don't fucks with each other because of some dance shit whatever it is within dance yeah. i think that's why it's so dope and it's so raw yeah um because it is that petty you know no nah, i'm just playing but it's part of the culture. I mean, if you think of anything yeah. in a sense competitive, right? Yeah. Like what whether it's art, sports, whatever you want to call it, you know, um imagine there was no competitive ego. Mm. Right? Imagine there was no pettiness in breaking, in dancing, in basketball, in business, in you know what I'm saying? You hear yeah. about the competitive competitiveness in business too and you're like, "Oh, that's petty, but yeah. I love it." Like who was it uh 
that won the patent or won some lawsuit and they paid him in pennies and shit. Do you remember Samsung. that? Samsung, right? <laughs> Who paid? Did Apple send that to Samsung or Samsung? Samsung paid Apple in pennies. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it, right? You know, with all that being said, you know, I can't be mad at people that, you know, do have beef with other people or whether it's petty, whether it's serious or whatever, because, you know, that's how much the dance means to them. Sure. You know, and again, I, you know, my boy Motion, Big Bro Motion, you know, he's, he, what is he? He's, He's forty something. I'll see him at. Oh, you met him at Rising Sun. You met him too. Hmm. In between uh, <laughs> when he was my blackout. <laughs> yeah, when when yeah, he wasn't about to pass out. <laughs> but you know, he told me one time we were training. He's like, oh, "That's why breaking so dope is because like for decades you'll have this bond with somebody because in order to be involved with breaking, you damn near gotta have some screws loose or be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because what you know, shit. If if you think you know, me moving to SoCal was aimless. Like when you start breaking, what's the dream? You know, or like what's the game plan? Yeah. Other than it being fun, you wanting to see the world and all this, like what is the long term play? Probably nothing. We're beating our bodies up. We're um practicing for hours on end, <laughs> fucking up our cars, going to practice, going to jams. I mean, it's like that for a for a lot of crafts, a lot of yeah. um different things, but you know, you gotta be kind of crazy to do it and that's why I think I love it so much, you know, and uh, though, though that's probably the most valuable thing I'll ever take from dancing is is not just the memories, it's really the friendships, you know, because there are people I see all the time. There are people I'll see once in a blue moon because they're from another country. But yeah, man, those friendships for now until the infrastructure changes, which I think it will would break in financially. Yeah, man, I, I I really hold those uh, relationships close to to my heart because mm. shit, that's all we got are the yeah. memories and the relationships we made through the through the journey. You know how you're talking about like when you start breaking, it's just for the fun. Yeah, and now you look at it like damn, I'm beating up my body. Like mm -hmm. what? What are we? What are we aiming for? Right? It's aimless at first, that. but yeah, what's mm -hmm. like the end goal? Because yeah. for the longest time, like break dance, which is like, oh yeah, we're just gonna dance. There was yeah. like, it's I don't know what it is. It's like okay, cool, I'm in this competition. I'm like mm -hmm. traveling the world, but like, that's all it was. And now yeah. it's like one of the, uh, what? It's in the Olympics now, right? It's going to be in the Olympics yeah. next year. or yeah. So it's, it's gone shit, a long way. So like Definitely. Mm -hmm. it's been that, a that, that dream or like whatever that we want to do after school became like a bigger thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think because like everybody was doing it, like doing it for the passion. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's what, what it brought it from where it was to where it is now. You know, it's like people that are consistent with their passion like like you it's like imagine like you just stopped you're mm -hmm. probably like actually a big piece of the puzzle you know mm -hmm. also very true like legit like that vancing would have happened all mm -hmm. those people wouldn't have came it's like imagine you fucking quit well like, i could still know? quit and uh go <laughs> throw the jam <laughs> no, but, you but i feel you though like just you're talking about like just being involved. not even being involved with the scene yeah i'm sorry i might have cut you off what were you gonna say you actually no. cut me off I was, I, was <laughs> I was gonna say um in general like you because i always correlate Dancing in general, or things like dancing where it's mm -hmm. like it starts off as just pure passion. You don't know why you're doing it, you just love it. Yeah. And sometimes it's because it's crazy, like this rebellious kind of thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I always compare it to like skateboarding, right? Yeah. Like when people started skating, it was like, what the fuck were you going to do? You know, like unless you were in the 1% of pros or like mm -hmm. in a video game or some shit like that, literally you were just couch surfing, living from couch yeah, to couch, yeah. like that's, that's going what on break tours. Was, breaking was shit. It might still be like that. Yeah. 
That's kind of like the beauty of those things, though. It right? is. It's it like, really that's is. That's all it was, just pure passion. It's just, just all for the passion. Love. Literally, yeah. It's like just, testing your resilience yeah. every damn day. It's like, yeah, yeah. What did I, I love- learn today? Yeah. Am I gonna? Am I gonna get it today? Am I gonna land it, or am I gonna break a bone? Or yeah, some shit? yeah, yeah. You beat yourself up for all that, and I think one of the things I wanted to talk about was when it comes to passion and things where that used to just feel aimless, and the only reason why you did was purely out, purely out love. Mm-hmm. You know, when you change something that you did it for no reason, and now you change it to something for a reason, as like making money. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it takes? a lot of the joy out of it because you know same we we all create uh-huh. in one way or another right and a lot of the things that we've created through the years is purely just because mm-hmm. we enjoyed it mm-hmm. but now when we place like a monetary value on it for me at least i feel like it really waters down the reason why you did it in the first place it definitely does um, I, to be honest, um, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. Like I could, I, I could agree to an extent Yeah. when there's money involved. I definitely don't, but that's me like personally, right? Like, yeah. and anything I say really is just in a, a personal opinion because everybody is fucking different. Their reasons, how they were raised, you know, their capability, so on and so forth. But I don't think so because my end goal mm-hmm is or not my angle like what i'm aiming towards is like and it might sound cliche is that i want to make money off of the shit that i could you know what i'm saying not even look at my watch doing yeah um you always hear me say peace purpose paper like that's that's really what i want to do is just you know um be creative um make you know make my thoughts come to life and make money off of that yeah so when there's money involved no nah, i don't i don't think um it is like an issue or it takes the joy and love out i just think it's a lack of financial literacy and thank god you know things are you know there's a lot more resources for it now yeah. but you know it could cause that you know and it's not just financial literacy it could also be you know mental health and all that 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 messes it up but i don't think it does you know i don't think uh money does it's it's the person right that does like yeah. if you're insecure about being broke which we've all been there and you get some money like you know it could either it could either make you a better person or it could just you know make those insecurities or whatever whatever other issues you have mentally like ju- just multiply you yeah. know and just yeah. increase so no, nah, I don't think money money takes the love out of it, you know. And I think what I'm aiming for is to do everything I love and become wealthy off of it, you know. Like, hmm. what do you think about breaking being the Olympics? I love it. I fucking love it. Hmm. Uh, I'm stoked. Uh, is there anything that you're like? Maybe I'm not too fond of that aspect of it, um, being the Olympics. So, so you know, like my my crew, um, Rock Force crew, they're they're a lot more involved with, or they they kind of know more so what's going on behind the scenes i'm all for it i mean the ioc itself is you know from what i hear super political in general right so you're now breaking even though as dancers whatever dance form you do you're like oh it's politics at this competition or at these events um and all that stuff but shit you want to talk politics you're going into the olympics you know yeah there are those politics and I wouldn't say I understand the rules and the regulations that are 
put in place because of breaking coming to the Olympics. But it's more so, and this is just me being petty, it's just more so of the way I see people moving, right? Whether that's in the U.S. or other countries, just to be a part of the Olympics. I get it. Like, get get your money, but don't sacrifice your character, you know, and, and, and your morale because you see opportunity in the Olympics. So, like, I, I totally get, like, again, like I said, the rules and regulations that, that they're implementing into breaking because that's what we have to do, right? Or have to do to be in the Olympics, but it's more so like the people, the companies that I see kind of trying to either gatekeep or just, Just, you know, switching up, just just to be involved. And all good too, because that's business, business, that's dancing, everyone has their own goals, whatever they got to do to get it, and if they fucking get it, you know, I I can't say shit, like, you know, hey, you did it, like, Good stuff. But um, yeah, I think the landscape, the environment for breaking next year is going to be a lot different, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be very, very, very interesting. Hmm. Okay. Well, I kind of want to ask, like, both of you guys. You know, we're, we're like, in our 30s now. <clears throat> and I'm not a person who puts, like, a lot of value on age. Meaning, like, uh-huh. just because there are certain ages, I mean, you can't do certain things. But obviously, you know, age does is a variable in mm-hmm. some things you do, especially breaking, right? Cause oh, hell yeah. your body, but not only that, but like in general, a lot of things that we're doing as Asian Americans, I feel like our parents for the most part, at least my parents. And I know Johnny's parents would be like, that's kind of a questionable path. Like what, what are you doing? Like, it's mm-hmm. not as direct as going to college, uh-huh. getting a nine to five, you know, and you get into your thirties and like, what are you guys still doing sometimes, you know? And, mm-hmm. I think we're one of the first people of our generations to really do something like this. Do you guys ever feel insecure? Because for me, you know, this is, you know, to be honest, this is the first year, or not the first year, sorry. It's been like a couple of years since I had to step back and take a uh, a nine to five, per se, mm-hmm. you know, in order to realize that like oh shit you know like maybe for me to like strive financially i kind of have to step out of the things i want to create and for me at least it made me feel a little bit insecure because i feel like am i straying away from the path that i want to go am i not going full force because like i'm not enough you know what i mean Mm -hmm. dude i resign with that like a thousand percent man yeah yeah like what yeah it's been like three years since i had like a nine to five yeah and it's because, like, yeah, I wasn't making enough money. It's and hard. It was pretty fucking bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody because, you know, I yeah. was doing, like, weird gigs here and there just to, like, stay afloat. But it wasn't out of insecurity. It was, I was so, like, what do you call it, confident in my skills that mm-hmm. I'm going to see it through. Yeah. Like, when it's worth the fucking struggle, like, some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking hungry. But, like, cool, you're hungry, but have you fucking starved? That's the complete fucking difference. Yeah, it's like cool. Yeah, I'm hungry. Like, oh, I'm gonna do this and that. But it's like, if you've never starved, like, you know what the fuck hungry is, man. Like, you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember one time, and I still remember it up till today. I had ninety one cents in my bank because that was the year I was fucking born, dude. Yeah, ninety one fucking cents, ninety one. And I was like, I'm never gonna be this fucking broke again. And I just kept pushing, kept pushing. I kept failing, but you know what? Like, 
I wanted this. This is what I want to fucking do, mm. bro. And like, even if my parents didn't understand, bro, I got like, it was a fucking nightmare trying to like, <laughs> trying to like, I saw proving it to them. Like, I just didn't even say anything. I was like, I'm just going to do this, do what I want. And when I get to that point, like, then you're going to fucking see it. And honestly, which is literally this year when they actually saw it. Mm. And the thing is like, I had to get the nine to five, but at the same time, like I had to bridge that gap to make it make sense where like, I didn't really have to like, I'm putting quotes work. I was still doing what I wanted to do. But actually make some fucking money. Yeah. And marketing was literally the only way where like I could still create, like do photography mm-hmm. videos and stuff. But it's like I didn't know how to translate that. And it took me fucking forever to figure it out. I was like, holy shit, marketing is like literally the only way I could fucking do it. And like even I'm still doing like, you know, pursuing my passion and like, you know, doing what I'm doing now. But it's like, bro. I'm fucking drained, man. I feel like a fucking zombie. Mm-hmm. I haven't created anything for myself in literally those fucking three mm-hmm. years. I feel fucking dead. Like, like I don't think I have it anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this one time, like, I was talking to, who the fuck was I talking to? It was actually Kai. I was talking to Kai, and, like, I was telling him, like, dude, I, I'm fucking depressed because I don't think I got it like that no more. The moment I thought of, like, you know, a passion project that I want to do outside of work, mm-hmm. I immediately thought it, like, how to do it as a fucking ad. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. That was the first thing I thought of. Like, hey, how am I going to shoot this girl? I was like, oh, like, dude, text. I'm like, what the fuck? And, immediately, like, literally within that split second, I, I felt it, like, in my stomach. I was like, fuck, I, I'm a fucking, I'm part of the fucking process of, like, just fucking work, dude. Yeah. yeah. And that made me feel pretty sad. So when it comes to that, I literally have to separate myself as much as I can of like putting myself into the work and doing things for myself. Yeah. You have to keep that. It's the fine line. Like, cause you will lose yourself mm-hmm. by inputting too much of like your, your style, like your, you into the work, you know? Yeah. So I keep it separated. It's hard. Cause like, you know, this during COVID, obviously picking up a nine to five, that has nothing to do with everything I've been pursuing prior, you know, just mm-hmm. like, Prior to COVID, it was always like, let me figure out my next business idea that has something to do with what I'm passionate about, whether it's mm. like photography, dance, music, you know? Mm. And then to go into a job such as like in mortgage, where you it's just like all numbers game. I felt like I I couldn't make it anymore, you know? Mm. It took me a while till we brought like something like this podcast mm, and the nice, events yeah. to come back because prior I was starving. You know what uh, I mean? It was similar, maybe not 91 cents. I don't even know what the fuck you have. I think I've seen a negative sign a couple times. Yeah. At least <laughs> yours wasn't negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've seen it before when yeah. I was younger. How much like, are Jack in the box tacos now? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> two bucks? I don't fucking know. It's not, it's, it's not two there. for a dollar no more. No, it's probably like a dollar for one, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, because when you push for something for so long, because to be honest, I've been pushing the stuff that I love for so long has never, ever made me fucking rich. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't know if it ever will. And that wasn't really the point. You know, I, I never was aiming to fucking become rich with it. Like it would be nice, but when you starve all the time and you see people doing shit and you know, especially as you get mm-hmm. older and like people can do things with their money like travel, mm. you know what I mean? Like some people want to start families. Yeah. Some people want to invest in their foreign kids, what, whatever. So, you know, I, I didn't have any of that for like the longest time. Mm. That wasn't on my mind. Yeah. Mm. Like except for the traveling part, obviously. But 
like I can't even think about investing. You know, I was just thinking about like, mm. fuck, dude, when's my account going to be positive again? Mm. And after a while, it, it takes like a toll on you. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Like I, you try and try for so long. And I think maybe also living in a day and age of social media and comparison where I was like, damn, dude, when is it going to be my fucking time? And not, not again, like not my time to become rich, mm. but at least see what I would deem as like successful, you know? And that really got to me. It got to me like heavy, you know, and, and yeah. that's one of the things I want to keep on pushing because I don't want to give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I keep on going with this thing because I don't want to give up. Yeah. Maybe I do need to put my pride aside and, you know, do this nine five thing for a bit while I'm still pushing the things I love. And, and maybe I just need to go all in. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Cause it's a weird balance. Yeah. It's really it, weird no, balance. it's tricky. And then I think I might've told y'all before. So, you know, with all that being said, it's just a balance, man. Cheers to keeping it. A- Cheers. Somewhat. You know? I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not saying astrology is my religion, but you know, being a Libra, <laughs> oh, no, being a, Li- being a Libra, the, the scale <laughs> actually so shows that you have a, you have a hard time balancing. So if it is true, I fucking agree. I mean, now with your hand hops or whatever you do, right? Yeah. Take it down <laughs> but, you know, I, to- I I totally see where y'all coming from. I've been there. Oh, shit. You never know, depending on how I feel. I might get back there, right? But, um, you know, I've I've had mentors, um, you know, that are creatives, that are in entertainment, that are just into making money and investing. Where I work right now, it came together so crazy, and it was such a blessing you know, I was working 60 to 80 hours a week, right? Because, shit, everything was closed. It was the pandemic, or you know, and I just need to make some dough because everything I want to do entertainment-wise, helping manage venues, gigs myself, yeah. feel-good events, other gigs, just anything, throwing events, that, that was off the table, right? Like, so I just worked, and, you know, I was blessed to have a mentor to kind of show me like how much, or to kind of take caps off of what I thought what a lot of money was, right? Mm. And and I'm not demeaning that, but yeah, after I deposit that check, it's like, shit, why, does it, why am I not excited, right? Mm. Because oh, no, I'm damn. a motherfucking creative, I'm an entrepreneur. I was like, about to add to Peter's story, like, but yeah. That, that's who I truly am. And then somebody, like and i know it's not easy right um but i have other mentors that are multimillionaires just off of being a creative i'm like okay that's the flex yeah and everybody's goal is different like you know what fuck i just like money i want to do nothing creative no more i'm actually i'm genuinely happy making all this money cool or some people are geniuses and when it comes to finances they know how to hack it and that really is their art that really is what they do yeah, yeah. you know but for me it's like okay i'm thankful for my mentor showing me the potential that i could make financially but the real flex is here becoming wealthy off of your creativity and even if it's not creative just shit you love doing right that's the yeah. real flex but to go back a minute ago i think i was about 20 years old i was throwing this event um, man, I forgot his last name. Lush One knows, remembers Andrew, but um, I was throwing an event at this new venue in West Oakland, 2232 MLK. And, you know, like uh, I was throwing a couple jams there. Other promoters started throwing jams there. 
that place like gave me the opportunity to open up for like people from hieroglyphics wu-tang so on it was dope and then you know when it came to talking business contracts and money and all that obviously i'd go there and we'd chop it up and the owner andrew like he was just so like forward with his thinking and i had said something like you know no i don't want to be caught in the system right i'm 20 i'm 20 years old at the time you know i'm like oh, i want to do what i love blah 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 and he said something that sticks to me till this day and I, i'm really sharing it because i'm hoping it's it could help y'all is that he was like i'll never get stuck in a system but sometimes i may have to go through a system to get what i want right like that's all it is and relationships business Whatever the hell we do, sometimes there is compromise. Would, would it be dope if we never had to compromise and can do whatever the fuck we want? Yeah, I get yeah. it. But sometimes there's compromise. And yeah, like you're working a job. You're not making the money you want to from your creative projects. It's all good because that compromise isn't permanent. You know, if, if I saw y'all really, really stuck, I'd, I'd say it as a friend like, yo, like you are in a well-paid compromise. And I'm not knocking that either. If you're in a well-paid compromise, cool. You know, it's not it's not permanent. It's just what we got to do. And sometimes we need we need that fucking compromise. Like yep. I couldn't and I one I couldn't do like in the circle. Um, and then I'm not even saying in the circle is perfect. You know, there was a lot of headaches. There was a lot of stress doing it. But if I hadn't taken that job and seen how buttoned up their project management was, I couldn't have done in the circle last year or this year. But because me throwing events. Um, whether it's private events um, or concerts or nightlife, like me thinking I know knew the event industry. Now I'm working with people that are working for ESPN that are in event managers for the Super Bowl. I see how buttoned up they are, and I'm like, oh, okay. So the compromise sometimes is really a blessing to help you level up. Like Definitely. whatever the hell you're learning there, yep. dope, because I'm sure you're learning a lot of shit doing what you're doing for that agency yeah i'm learning my uh boundaries <laughs> but okay my boundaries okay I, I get it he wants to be kind of pessimistic too because <laughs> well, he may not thing. be happy it's a good thing right the boundaries yeah, okay yeah. but it's a joke this is my boy right okay you you know about you know ad management and ad buys right and like really doing it so now you could take that into whatever product or hustle right in a sense yeah same thing with you doing mortgages right you see the procedures you're you're and even if you want to kind of be surface level about it yo you're interacting with people more you know what style of your sell oh shit you know what like if I, if i could sell this motherfucker a million dollar loan why can't i sell them some shit that i really like doing so i think it's all good and most of the time shit it's for the level up because the compromise isn't permanent you're not stuck in a system oh, yeah. you're going through the system and i'm i'm super grateful that dude andrew I, th I think he went from owning that venue selling it and now he works for like the city of oakland or the county of alameda um doing other crazy shit you know um but that that's how i see it mm -hmm. like it's all good it's all good like sometimes we need that you know oh, yeah. and like your business acumen will grow or sometimes maybe you won't learn shit from that place it'll and it'll grow your fire to be like fuck i really need to do this now i'm pissed now now i really understand what the fuck i need to do and how i need to turn up because just like 
whether you're talking about working out, playing a video game, school, whatever, like, yo, like, when do you level up being fucking comfortable? Never. Never. Yeah, 100%. Never. Like, unfortunately. Unless it's a video game or some shit. <laughs> no, video games are fucking stressful. <laughs> like, they are fucking stressful, yeah. right? Like, you could get stuck on the same shit for, for days. If it's weak, yeah, get the motherfucking strategy guide or whatever the fuck you need to <laughs> get, <shark>. right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, growing pains come with leveling up. And I agree. That's what I feel like you got to go through that. And then I think you all have noticed to where the bullshit that you were losing patience for happens so much that you have more patience for it. You don't you don't stress of you don't lose sleep anymore off of it, you know, and yo, like how's our stamina going to get up if we're not fucking going through harder training? So I think y'all are in a I think both of y'all are in a great place. Oh yeah, definitely. Regardless, you know, I think and I'm I, in a great place too. It's like this is probably like one of the places where I'm like, damn, I actually made it to kind of where I expected this photography creativity to be mm -hmm. at, you know. But everywhere I work at, I always see it as a stepping stone. So I'm never really Factual. stuck. I'm never really stuck. Yeah, yeah. that's dope. I'm always, to know you don't when I'm know. stuck, it's like, what's my next step? Yeah. That's that's where I'm stuck. It's like when I outgrow something, I'm confused. I'm like, shit. I know I need to get out of here, but yeah. what am I going to do next? That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, and what I was going to say is, like, it's dope that you understand that. And I'm sure whatever the hell you're learning, you could take that, apply it, refine it to whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah, you level know? up always. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, well, damn, thanks for that, Don. I kind of want to pivot a little bit. I know you talked about growing pains. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of want to talk about just growing up in general, I know we we talked about this a little bit mm -hmm. outside of the podcast, but, you know, getting to, um, we're all very sociable people, right? Even mm -hmm. though you guys might deem yourself as, like, introverted or extroverted, it mm -hmm. doesn't really fucking matter. Like, mm -hmm. to me, none of that matters, right? Like, do you think now, like, <clears throat> being at the age that we're at, we're starting to see people get married, you mm -hmm. know, people are now changing their lifestyles, right? And... And you kind of have to really reassess like your life a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, dude, my circle of friends is fucking huge. You mm -hmm. guys all know you guys are part of it. And uh, things change as you get a little bit older, right? Parties change. Oh, yeah. And friendships end up not being nearly as close. You know, and, uh, you know, a couple of things I had to reassess this year was, you know, we're at an age where a lot of people are getting married. Yeah. You know, and. To me, it's sometimes shocking when certain people don't get invited. I, I'm not fucking married. <laughs> neither are any of these guys. So I don't know how that decision's made. So I can't say anything because I'm not in their, their shoes, right? But it is interesting to really like ask yourself like, oh, who's really important in your life? You know, and I think mm. that's one of the things that you really have to address later as an adult because your time becomes so much more limited, right? Mm -hmm. I guess the reason why I brought up Weddings is because that's definitely one of the indicators if someone is <laughs> somewhat important to you. The right? how much, how much shit do you mean to me? List. Yeah, it's like yeah, bit, it's right? crazy. And there, and I'm in that industry. Yeah, there's a there's a A list, there's a B list. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's a C list. Like oh, they can't make it. All right, time to hit up the B list. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'm sorry. Go keep going. No, no, I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm just curious because outside of that, I, I don't feel like it's as Black and white. I 
I feel like weddings is a little bit more black and white. Mm-hmm. Where it's like if you don't get an invite to a wedding, uh-huh. you could pretty much assume that you're not on a A, B, C, <laughs> or D list. You know what I mean? Because I, I do understand uh, there there's there's a budget and not all weddings are fucking huge. I know we're a little bit more accustomed to fucking like two, three hundred person weddings. Some people like have ten ten people weddings, you know what I mean? But in life outside of a wedding invitation, like what do you guys do to kind of analyze who's close to you and who's not? And what's like an indicator of that? That's a really damn good question. I'll let Johnny start because our uh, yeah. It's that. funny, I'll think about it the whole time we're talking. I actually don't really care if I'm invited to a wedding or not. It's like if we're close, like in real life, I don't need to be invited to a wedding to know about your life and like how close I am mm-hmm. as friends. Sometimes the money issue. Sometimes there's things behind closed doors that we don't know. Maybe all their families matter first, and you just have to be like in that in the back of the list. That's that's fine. Mm-hmm. At, at least at least with me, it's because I don't really attach myself to how close people are if I'm invited to a wedding or not. That's that's just me though. It's like I've learned how to detach from things because I was always attached to things, even mm-hmm. with my jobs, even with my passions. Once you attach yourself to something, it's always gonna be in the back of your mind. So in a way to like kind of, I guess, take the weight off your shoulders, like by thinking about that, it doesn't really matter. If you're close Mm. to that person, like with like real friendships and like real like relationship, deep talks, that's all that really matters. Mm. Because the next time you talk to them and you're not as deep, that's where you got to worry. What's your your indicator, right? If If you had a wedding list or regardless, if you had, I hate to say it. If I was going to get married or something? If you had a peer ranking system. Yeah, because let's say, to be honest, if I had. What would would give them five stars, a 10 out of 10? That's the thing. Like, literally, I would invite everybody on that list. Like, if you go on the group meet, that that list, everyone, I would want everybody on that list. Like, I'm not even going to fucking lie. But am I able to afford it? Because I feel like I'm actually really close to everybody. That's how I feel. I feel I mean, like I that's... open myself up vulnerable to everybody. But if I were to like really pick mm-hmm. like a 20 people, yeah, I wouldn't even fucking do it. Because it does put me in that category of now I got to pick my friends. That forces me to like put them in a situation like yeah. am I on that list or not. I wouldn't want to put other people in that situation uh-huh. either. I know how it feels. But it fucking sucks. But you're forced in that. You're cornered in that situation, right? Uh-huh. But on the flip side, if I didn't invite Peter for some fucking reason, how would he feel about it? What am yeah, I going to say? That'd be fucked up. Like, what would I say? <laughs> no, but right? Like, right? Yeah, yeah. But what if in, in that situation, like, Peter wasn't fucking invited? But I had a really good reason, but he questioned it. And he's like, damn, I'm not close to Johnny. But I feel like Peter knows that I'm pretty fucking close to Peter, dude. Yeah. See, that's the thing, though. Okay. So if let's just say I'm not invited to either of your weddings, right? Yeah. I feel like. We would have a discussion somewhat. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think you expect me to fucking read your mind and be like, oh, Johnny has like financial issues or his, his parents don't <laughs> I like don't, or some shit. You know I what I mean? I don't want like, a 91 cent gift. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I don't fucking know. Hey, I need those 91 cents, man. Fuck. I, but, need, I need to save that. But I feel like we would at least have that discussion. You know what I mean? I think yeah. when the conversation is not there, the dialogue's not there. I, I heard this today. Uh, if you don't give a situation context, the person's gonna fill out that context for you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Their own context. Yeah. So, but let's let's grab the whole wedding thing, right? Because obviously that's not an indicator for mm-hmm. you, even though I'd be shocked if you guys don't invite me. But 
what is your indicator? Because there has to be something. Because having deep and meaningful meaningful conversations, yeah, sometimes that's actually a damn good question. It's not enough. That's you know a what I mean? crazy question. So I actually agree with a, a lot what Johnny said. Yeah, because I'm very big on energy, right? Yeah. So it's like sometimes, like I've met some of your friends where I'm like, yo, this person is cool as fuck. I've met them and saw them once. You yeah. know, I met them once. I saw them only once, but I remember them because. You know what I'm saying? We clicked or whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, I went back home and it's someone I haven't seen in decades. And it's like, yo, I remember you. Like, we don't ever talk. In high school, we only talked in the class we shared. But it was so, like, the energy was there. Yeah. So I remember you. So in regards to, I don't know, what what'd you call it? It wasn't the ranking system. I fucking called it that. But <laughs> let's say ranking system. Okay. Um, I, I feel like the, like the people would have to see me in different stages at least right good and bad like you know what you know what i do good you know what i've succeeded in you've seen me fail but you're still rooting for me you know and obviously i do the same but that's like a really really good fucking question right because um whether whether i you know even back home and and living here I was just always on to the next project, the next event. I was always wanting to work. So I remember like catching myself at like 19, like, oh, you going out too much. You're kicking it too much. Yeah. Get back to the game plan, you know? So, you know, obviously I got my day ones, like, but again, even when I think about my day ones, it's like we've seen each other through different seasons, through different stages of our lives, the struggles, the success, the, you know what I'm saying? The triumph. The setbacks, like, even if, yeah, it's not in a span of time like my friends back home, but if you kind of have something similar to that, I, I fucks with you heavy. Going back to what I said again, it's like, it's hard for me to kind of answer your question because I've <laughs> always been kind of extra introverted, like forever, right? So shit, I don't know because- Sounds like a lie, man. I see y'all. I when I come when y'all see me come out, it's kind of random as fuck, right? It's either like, oh, Donna's at home charging frequent, <laughs> or it's like months. Yeah, I, I, usually I'm recharging my fucking social batteries. Yeah, it's weird because I I've been so like deep into what I want to accomplish and the work that I do. Um it's kind of hard for me sometimes to mm. build close relationships now. Yeah. Right. Like if I grew up with you and even if I got into whatever you got into, whatever you do, like we know each other since we were, we we've known each other since we were kids. So I know what it is with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it don't matter about the like continuous building in a sense because we're already cool. Yeah. You know, you, you get me, I get you. But this day and age, it's like, yeah, I just, you know, I, I keep to myself. Um, and I still, I, I, you know what I'm saying? You see me, obviously, at the feel-good functions. You see me come out once in a while because I fucks, fucks with y'all. But, man, I'm kind of stumped because I just feel like, and this is my fault, I don't really take the time out to kind of foster the growth or build the relationships that, you know, maybe I could. Yeah, but sorry. the The reason why I want to say this was because let's again right off the whole wedding ranking mm -hmm. fucking system, right? And even though you're introverted, you need to recharge your battery. Sooner or later, there's gonna be certain occasions 
that does arise where you kind of do have to think about others, right? People, important people in your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how many occasions can you write off where, you know, let's say you're like Johnny where you could disconnect things to where it's more like a red flag that like, oh, actually we, we might have had a good exchange of energy, but it's really now that I can see all these things line up. Maybe we aren't that close. Maybe you have to question it. So maybe it's not like a wedding. You know, maybe it's like a housewarming party, right? Mm-hmm. That you weren't invited to. Maybe it's a birthday. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Things like that. Like the reason why I, and again, my the, my idea of friendship is like very, very different than a lot of people's, right? My friendship is, it's very conditional, extremely conditional, right? Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like we could be friends and not talk for years. Right? Yep, Can we yep. ever be extremely fucking close? No. Personally, for me, no. Yeah. You know, because I have conditions, right? And the reason why I know this for a fact is I've had friends who have gone off to school and, you know, like disappeared for uh-huh. years, understandable, like that they can't talk to me all the yeah. time. I get that. But when my baseline is like, and this is a true story, I had a friend who moved to Maryland for their doctorates. Uh-huh. And whenever they would come back, they would. They would literally just just ghost and not even tell okay. us that they're back. Which you know maybe yeah. they're going through their own shit. That's fucking fine, yep, right? Yep. Again, I don't know what's going on. I'm not trying to figure that shit out. But every year, I would I would send a text like, "Hey, happy birthday." Uh huh. Never response back. Mm-hmm. I think at least out of respect, the bare minimum is to mm-hmm. at least say thank you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like that's me showing that I care. At the very bare minimum degree, just as mm-hmm. a text. And I think when it's not reciprocated to certain points, like mm. you kind of have to start to question certain things, right? Because, yeah. yeah, exchange of energy moments, those things are part of the past, a memory mm. that you, you might never forget. But, like, where is it now? You know what I mean? Like, if, if I wasn't invited to your birthday, you had a housewarming party I wasn't invited to, a wedding I wasn't invited to, you had a milestone in your life, I, I, start, I would start to second guess myself. I would be like, hmm. I think that's where you kind of gauge it. Because, like, when it comes to energy and, like, friends and, like, I don't know how to fucking explain it. But it's like, if you know, you fucking know, really. That's that, that, I, that's I kinda like feel an intuition that too. thing. Like, you can't really explain yeah. it. It's like, if you know, you know. That's, that's all I got to say. It's but like. I, 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 like, I go with the energy. It's, it's you weird. Like, you guys you never you had anything that's, like, goes. Okay, let's say you feel the energy and you're like, I don't, the energy's there. The if, it's there, cool. if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. I say it's it's cool. there, right? Yeah. And then you guys don't really have that exchange again. And then these other like instances pop up in your life, and then you know things like again, you know, monumental occasions, and you're not a part of it. That's where you feel the energy fluctuate, and that's where you gauge. You you gauge as you feel the energy kind of fluctuate. That's just how it goes. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm saying is like, do you guys have any instances? Ah, uh, I, I could say I do, but. I just learned, and especially where I'm at now, I don't, uh, I don't take shit personal like that mm. because we're all on our own journey. We all have our reasons, whether it's physical, you know what I'm saying, or it's, um, you. I mean, we're we're all going through our own shit. So, yeah. whether it's not inviting somebody, a lack of communication, um, taking no action, not responding. And I think that I'm kind of leaning towards like I don't take it personal because sometimes shit I don't text people back. <laughs> like sometimes it's just like yo I'm trying to figure this shit out right now 
And some of my closest friends know, like, yeah, you, like, yeah, D's probably trying to pick you. They know when they see me, it's day one. Like, it's all love when you see me, but sorry if I'm quiet. Um, you know, I've I've just been trying to figure something out. You know, whether it's it's serious, yeah. you know, if it's um, a project, it's personal, mental, um, whatever. But I just can't, as much as I um, would like to read everyone's mind and understand their reasoning and logic, I don't. Mm -hmm. So I just don't take it personal and I keep it pushing. Damn, you guys are bigger men than i am to be honest <laughs> you know what i mean like I, i'm just being honest with you like 100 percent. like yeah there is to me a bro code you know re regardless of like how unbothered i want to yeah. be <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, there is yeah. a certain fucking standard where i'm like nah that's kind of like crossing the line or you're just not doing enough yeah i mean if it's not in a sense well if you take it as disrespect it's different right but have you guys had the instance of disrespect like that? Uh, bro code disrespect, yes, but let's not get to that. Bro code disrespect <laughs> or no invitation disrespect? He said we're not talking about weddings, but let's talk about you didn't get invited to a there. There's there's some invi shit. invitation, I mean, bro code. Because you you guys are yeah. so zen about. I want to hear. Look, look, when man, have you guys? See, I'm, I'm like a, that? cool because I know like Peter, you're a really logical person. Yeah, and you're not like I'm not gonna say you're not in tune with your emotions. Mm -hmm. I know you are, but for it to like translate logically to emotionally you gotta think about it psychologically put it that way okay so like when he's explaining like i don't uh, what do you call it um it's it's called attachment when you attach yourself to like a let's say like you're in the you attach yourself to this person in a higher end of like the friendship mm -hmm. but it's not equal to the other side i'm not gonna say it's your fault but it's because you saw that like friendship in like a higher like pedestal than they did but things like you focus yeah, on I that have, because yeah. that's what stuck to you the most right but when they fluctuate away, you never saw the energy fluctuate that way and you kept it there. So the reciprocation, the way they reciprocated towards you is the way they would reciprocate on their terms. Are you calling Peter clingy? No. <laughs> no. Are you calling him He's dependent? A, it, well, actually, in a way, kind of. <laughs> uh, clingy as in like attaching himself. Yeah. Maybe talk a memory. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that was a good time in my life where, like, we shared that memory. And that's what stuck to him, right? It's like, I'm always going to remember that, even though life went on. It's still there. Yeah. Maybe to those, like, oh, I'm dealing with life. And, like, that memory just faded away. And, like, they don't see that friendship in that pedestal where he saw it. So, in reciprocation, like, oh, damn, that kind of, like, kind of hit me a little bit. You know what? That, like, this whole conversation damn near got me feeling, like, hella self-absorbed. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Like, but you know what I'm though, saying? Like, like, maybe I'm just that self-absorbed to where it's just, like, okay, that, it's all I'm good. Coming from though, right? Isn't it true? Yeah, no, no. Without thinking too much, it's like that's just how it goes. Yeah. Like I don't have to think about what I just explained. It's like that's just how it goes. And yeah. FYI, like, other than a couple people, like, no one's been in my house. You, you've been there once, I think, to pick I something you up. Off, that's it. You <laughs> dropped me off, like, and that's for no reason other than. Oh, I'm just coming home to my sanctuary to chill after work, after a gig or whatever. So if I've never invited you over. Like no one gets the invite. See, see, that's 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 a, that's different though. That's that's yeah. exactly what I'm stating is like. But if man, I had a housewarming party. Yeah, yeah. If you had a fucking gathering where you actually had to think, because because your examples are, you know what? I'm too busy. I don't have time to think. That means you don't have time to think uh -huh. of anyone. Uh -huh. But if you have time to think about like 20, 30, let's say you have a fucking party of 100 people 
And I wasn't invited. I would be like, damn, I didn't even know if Don's close to 100 people like that. It, you it had 100 me family things. members. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if Don is close to 100 family members, to be honest. You know what I mean? Maybe and, not his family or her family. I don't know. That's true. True. You never really know. There are certain instances where you do. it does require you to. Let's say you're going to have a fucking housewarming party. Yeah. You're going to have to think about people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And if it wasn't like a, a thought of yours to invite someone that you deem as close to you, then sometimes maybe you got a question like, is that really the case? And vice versa, right? And again, maybe I'm just fucking clingy. Who knows? But, <laughs> or maybe you. we're just thinking too deep. Maybe it's just very that surface level. I don't know. I'm not saying that's a surface level question, but it's like, let's say everybody was invited, but you're not. Then it'll be more like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Or it's yeah, just like a, a defense mechanism maybe Johnny and I both have to where no, it's like. I was like, about to say it is a defense mechanism. Yeah, Detaching yourself. Like, Till what? So that you don't get disappointed. So then you don't have to like think about, oh, that's some shit I don't need to think about. But it saves us a lot of fucking headache and a it, lot of like, oh man, I'm with does. my filio. And I, I was ter- I was telling it's Peter true. earlier, like one of my good friends who, um, but we still got all love. Like, he yeah you know, yeah he he you know he didn't invite me to his wedding, and then when I seen him a few months before, he was like, yo, I meant to ask you about this month, this weekend, and see what you're doing, but mm-hmm. I figured you'd be busy, and then he told me the date. And I was like, yeah, I'm busy. I'm going to be out of town. Like, sorry. He's like, I figured. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's all good. Because that's what he's thinking. That could be the scenario, too. Yeah, and that's what he was thinking. And what if it's not? like? But with this whole conversation, it's actually been my kind of uh, goal for next year is to communicate. communicate and be more personable to these beautiful relationships God has blessed me with. Be present. Dude, facts. Yeah. That's like being present is what I struggle Literally, with Literally, sometimes just being present says more than it fucking needs to. Being That's present, why when you're there, I'm like, oh, fuck, Don's here. I got to go. Like, that, you don't yeah. have to fucking say anything. I just know when you're there, I'm there. Like, that's just how it goes. Right on, I don't man. have to fucking question that. If he was like, hey, Don is there, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out. Yeah, I, and I feel like I've struggled with it. And people say, live in the now. Be present. Yeah. So, so much easier said than done. And, you know, with this conversation, it just reminds me like, yo, D, like people love you. You got supporters like, you know, like nourish that relationship, you know, and cherish it. I do cherish it, yeah. but, you know, I'm so caught up in doing whatever I'm trying to do, whatever there's that's caused one by. Of you and you're so fucking human. It's like there's yeah. so many things you want to be present for. But it's like I need to be present for my fucking self. That's yeah. a more important thing. It's like if you're not present for yourself, you can't be present for anybody else. Yeah. Or anything yeah. else. I mean, I, I agree with that 100%. And uh, I, it's not so much more as like, I'm not allowing you to have your time. And I'm speaking about me, right? Uh, but if I, I see you. Sh- Peter again. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. If, Just like, if, you know, if I though. see you show up for everyone else but me, I'm be like, yo, that something is fucking going on. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to, you're like, oh, I don't got time because I'm fucking busy. And you show up to every fucking event, every fucking birthday there is. I'm going to start fucking questioning it a little bit. You know what I mean? Again, I've had memories, really good memories and like conversations with people that I'll never, ever see again. And I'll cherish that for what it is. Mm. You know what I mean? I I live in like the now. Maybe that's what I would say. You know, that's why I'm conditional because like if you're no longer serving that condition, you know, and all I have Mm -hmm. is memories of it, that doesn't tell me if we're currently still in the same kind of like friendship that we had prior. You know, mm-hmm. I've definitely had a lot of friends through the years. I've also grown apart from a lot of people. And I've, I've yeah. come to understand that. And what I do now is I take a look at my actions and 
I'm like, does it match with what I'm saying about these people? Uh huh. You know what I mean? If I call you a close friend, personally for me, this is just the standard that uh-huh. I uphold myself to, and I don't expect that back. Like, if you're my close friend, I I will text you for your birthday. You know what I mean? If I don't forget. You yeah. know what I mean? And if I do forget, trust me, like, I'll, I'll say happy belated yeah. whenever I remember, whether it's like a month later or whatever. Yeah. I, and if it is like a day uh, about you or anything they need to or like if you just need yeah. someone to like talk to, I'll, I'll make sure you fucking be there. You know what I mean? And that is my own standard for my friends because yeah. I would not be able to call you that otherwise. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, we're either acquaintances or like, yeah, we're cool. But like I'm not gonna so call you. So you only a close do that friend. with close friends, or just there's like a. Wi- I personally, I'm pretty sure there's like a wide range though. The reason why I talked about age is because at this point in my life, I actually don't have enough time for other people's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And what I mean by other people is people who are not my close friends. If that makes sense, you mm-hmm. mean like if yeah. you guys call me, I'll be there because mm-hmm. you guys are my close friends, and that's why I give you guys that mm-hmm. label. Yeah. You know the thing I mean? is, I would never even question it, even if you weren't my close friend, like other, like mm-hmm. vice versa. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even question it because that's just the person you are. Yeah. But when it comes to like you said, close friends or friends in general, it's conditional. Yeah. Like all the way through. But you said like your standard, you would do this, no questions asked. That's unconditional. So you attach yourself unconditionally by your standard to conditional friends. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. 100%. Yeah. So you're expecting in, in, in a term, like in some sort of terms, like you have an unconditional standard with friends that are conditional. Yeah. I, I sounds like uh, I need a friend <laughs> ranking spreadsheet. <laughs> so, you know, on this podcast, we talk about mental health a lot. Okay. Right. And this is more of a question for you, Don. Uh-huh. Obviously I want to hear Johnny's opinion too. Out of the three of us, you're the only person who goes to see therapy. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. It's been a minute, but yeah. Yeah. But you actually, Seeked it. Like, at, uh-huh. at what point were you like, damn, maybe I should try this shit out? Um, Good question. And it's been a, it's been almost a year since I last went. But on my December 2023 goal list, it is to get back into therapy. But it's just, um, you know, I, I, at the time, I had a lot of anxiety. And being on the grind... Since I was a kid, you know, um, d- dancing, doing music, events and all that. I was kind of used to the adrenaline, the anxiety, the stress. It was easy, but, you know, there was a time where I was like, shit, I think it's taking a little, it's a, taking a toll on me. Mm. And, you know, a, a lot of people kind of reset their, whether you want to call it depression or anxiety levels from job to job, from gig to gig, from project to project, you know, but until, you know, until they feel that kind of validation or success, they're living in a state of constant anxiety, fear, depression, excuse me. Um, and I felt it just kind of, you know, I couldn't figure it out. Like, why do I feel like this? You know, um, you know, is it because I'm drinking a lot? Is it because I'm not getting any sleep? Is it because, you know, how my mind is um, kind of framed and how I look at so on and so forth? Um, you know, I was just getting I was just getting tired. And, you know, thank God that, you know, not just my mentors and my close friends, but 
you know, mainstream media was bringing up mental health. And, you know, I was like, oh, this is dope. You know, like, oh, shoot, my my benefits that I never use could cover therapy. Why not? Right. Because I've had personal training trainers before at the gym. Um, I have a couple gym memberships, so I'm trying to stay in shape. I'm reading books. You know, I'm hustling to get straight financially. But what am I doing for my mind? You know what I'm saying? Uh, mind, body, soul, wallet, peace, purpose, paper, however you want to categorize, you know, it. What? Am, oh, okay, I could get therapy. That's like a personal trainer for my brain? You know, shit. Why the fuck not? It can only help, you know, and that's uh, that's really why I did it. I just wanted, you know, to make sure, like, I was at least aware and doing my best to be in tip-top shape mentally. That's that's really why. Mm-hmm. Because for me, this is just me being ignorant 100%. Uh-huh. I've always had the mindset like, uh, yeah, whoever it is, I'll, I'll, I can figure it out on my own, mm-hmm. you know, and therefore I don't seek help. Uh-huh. But I do 100% agree with normalizing like therapy. Uh-huh. You know, it's not like what people perceive it as negative, like, oh, something's wrong with you or some shit like yeah, that, yeah. you know? But I, I'm trying to reframe my mindset as like, I already know there are things that I don't fucking know. Yeah. But is there something that you've learned from therapy that you think that we could implement without having to see a therapist? Because maybe I'm just being fucking, I don't know. I'm trying to fucking skip it. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's why. Uh But like, I'm always trying to like learn how to do it without having to go seek it. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I'll just answer this. Or answer your question, excuse me, in regards to, and this is just my personal opinion. It's like, I'm not a mental health expert, right? I had to put that disclaimer out there. (laughs) Now you guys know. But at least for me, in order to get better or to improve, I should say, Mm -hmm. to improve, right? Yeah, there's all these motivational posts, whether it's text or a video or a picture with a quote on Instagram. We could reshare. I still reshare it. The shit that's like inspiring to me. Yeah. Right. I could. I could vent to you. I could vent to you. What up, Vin? Vin's up behind the camera. You know, I could vent to him. Um, I could read all the self improvement, self help books out there. You know, but if I'm not taking action, you know, like when those triggers and trials are presented again. Then going back to what we were saying and leveling up, how are we leveling up if we continue to fail that trial? Like, yeah. where is the growth? One, yeah, I'll get, uh, if you're aware, that's, I'll still give you props. That's still, that's still credit that's earned for you being aware of why you have those triggers, right? Or, you know, why you, you're more aware now why you feel a certain way. Um, but <laughs> what, therapy taught me was like okay we're gonna talk about this and i'm gonna try or my therapist said i'm gonna try to understand it maybe enlighten you whether it's most of the time it's factual or it's things that he studied in school or maybe it's personal i don't know what the ratio was i would like to say it was more you know things that he's learned that he studied i'd hope (laughs) 
Um, All opinions. <laughs> there's work to be done for self-improvement. It's just not having a yes, man. It's just not reading or reposting an inspirational quote because yeah being aware is one thing but changing the way you react and internalizing it differently goes a long way because life is what to me it's thoughts it's actions in time our actions come from our thoughts depending if we react quick that's the time we have if it's a project or if it's a game plan that's time life is thoughts action and time regardless of you know what i'm saying it's a second years decades or whatever yeah so you know i would just say there's physical if it's not physical there's actions to take place for the growth of your mental health Okay, I understand I'm fucked up because of this, you know, this person, that person, this experience, that experience. Okay, how do we grow from that? Reacting the same damn way that arises, um, not decluttering your mind. Maybe you got to compartmentalize a lot more. Um, Maybe you need to, you know, stop expecting people to dance around your triggers. Um you know that that that's just what i i would say okay for someone that maybe could save the time money if you have benefits from your job you could see there you could get therapy at no out of pocket cost if you have fucking medical it's free too i see people that want to go to therapy and they have medical mm-hmm. and i'm like you know and i'm not knocking medical medical is great if you have it you know but it's like Oh, they've entertained the idea, but they haven't, right? And to be honest, therapy is not end all be all. Like straight up, it's not it's not it's just something to add to your self-help, to self-improvement, books, mentors, good people to talk to. You know, everything um, you know, 3 times a day I have this acronym called RPM. It's not revolutions per minute. It's read, pray, meditate. I do that for 15 minutes, three times a day, right? Um, but it's just something to add to try to make yourself better mentally. You can only do so much with talking. You know what I'm saying? I can tell you right now, if we're talking about breaking or we're talking about training, oh, I want to train. I want to get better at shooting pictures or videos. I want to get in shape. I want to do this. And obviously there's bigger issues than just being in shape that, yeah. that was just a very surface level example but um yeah i mean you got to take action and it's not it's very it's a very slow pace right self-improvement because now we're trying to unravel issues that sometimes started when we were like yeah. i wouldn't even say a toddler early early you know what i'm saying it gets yeah. swept under the rug so i'm not even gonna say i'm gonna 180 from my trauma and these deep-rooted issues insecurities whatever it is but i'm trying to get better and if i'm not being aware with applying action then growth is gonna take even longer yeah. that that's all um exactly so to answer your question just take some action mm-hmm. on top of you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. being aware. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I actually yeah. want to go off of what uh 
Donovan was saying, like, even before taking action, well, I'm not going to be all like, oh, boo-hoo, this is where I came from, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I've, I've dealt with all that crap when I was, like, younger, you know? And mm-hmm. I had no one to talk to. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. understand any of these feelings that I felt back then. Mm-hmm. It was all internalized. But the only way for, like, for me to get out of that hole was to climb out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, people are always talking about, like, oh, man, I'm, like, drowning. I'm, like, blah, blah, blah. But it's like well, you need to learn how to drown first before you can kind of fucking swim, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of things. Like, you learn how to swim, cool. If you drown, then you learn, then you're going to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to fucking learn. And that was the thing. Like, before I even took action, I had to analyze, analyze like, myself. Like, mm-hmm. how I felt, why I felt that way. Like, what was the situation? What was my trigger? I had to, like, break everything down internally. Like, I had to talk mm-hmm. to myself. And uh, that, that's just hard. It's like, you have to remove yourself and then analyze yourself. It's like mm-hmm. third person is like, you're kind of critiquing yourself and kind of figuring out what the fuck did I do? Why did I feel this way? When you learn how to like pull yourself out and actually look at it, it sounds fucking weird. But that's how I got through a lot of the shit that I went through. Cause things like once you learn from it one time, mm-hmm. it never fucking happens again. Cause you don't know how to maneuver through it. Mm-hmm. That's why like when I fail or like when I feel a certain way, I never fucking feel that way again because you know how to, you know, maneuver around it. You know how to like, oh, I know this familiar feeling. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen again. And it actually fucking works. When you know that feeling, what you did wrong, or like, you know how to like, literally see it as it comes. You just mm-hmm. fucking feel it. Maybe I'm just more in tune of how I feel. About well, which I, in a sense, like I totally agree with you. And, but unfortunately, there are people that don't have that awareness, right? Like, that t- situation. I didn't know about that shit either. Like, I really had to like, sit down and like, figure that shit out. That, it took that, me fucking forever. Like sometimes that feeling of failure and even if it gets continuous become habitual for people and normal. Right. So, you know, I, and I'm not, uh, I'm not against venting to your friends. I'm definitely not like straight up. Sometimes you just need to vent. Right. But when you're only around yes men that won't say, yo, Donovan, Peter, this is user error. Like quit feeling bad about yourself. And blaming people, like this is use your air. You are the fucking reason why you why you're feeling like this. Your decisions and your actions are making you feel like this. Like, and I'm not saying a therapist is gonna say that, or you need a friend to say that, but in a sense, you kind of need that, whether it's blunt, straight up, or it's kind of, you know, massaged into the conversation. Um, you know, you need different insight. And I had a friend that was like, you know, why am I going why am I going to therapy and going to tell this dude I don't even know my problems? And I'm like, oh, so you're going to tell your cousin that's in the same boat as you, you know what I'm saying, your problems, who has no advice or insight to give you how to get better because y'all in the same boat. Hmm. True. You know, it's so. You surround yourself with. Yeah, that, so. Definitely. And then, you know, like, have mentors in everything you want to succeed in. Whether that's being a creative, whether that's like, you know, financially, emotionally, spirit. Like, I know people with mentors in like every part of their life that they want to grow in, right? They have a spiritual mentor. They have a money mentor. They have, you know, different mentors. Um, you know, and they damn near could be therapists too. Like, I'm not saying, oh, well, I have a mentor. I don't need to go to therapy. No, maybe you need to do both or maybe you don't. Actions are very important and you know, along with the awareness when those situations arise again. And I know we're in December, you know, and I will just say this, like, I should have texted y'all, I didn't. 
But November was men's mental health awareness, you know? And I will just say, like, yo, it's good. Like, it's fine to go to therapy. Like, it doesn't make you less of a man. I'm still a motherfucking Mac. No, I'm playing. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, and I know in the climate of like the social climate we're in now right and i'm all for it and i respect the other movements but let's be real as a man needing to be the breadwinner needing to be in a sense what we think right like people are like machismo needing to you know never act like a bitch like there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that we just kind of keep to ourselves there's a lot of burdens we don't like to show people um because we're raised to kind of be like that right exactly yeah. like yo i'm gonna bring home this money i'm gonna take care of my family i'm gonna try to um reach my goals and live my dreams and you know it's kind of tab no i wouldn't say it's taboo but it's kind of, you feel like it's not encouraged to talk about your feelings and like you know what I'm saying be vulnerable. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you're dealing with shit, you're like, oh man, I don't want to deal with it. And you sweep it under the rug. It just piles up, right? Oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You're supposed to like take it face on. You're supposed to figure out the problems as it comes, right? So the thing is like, you have a lot of problems and like you feel a bunch of things you don't want to say anything. Mm-hmm. That's being weak, actually. That's being weak. I think like so. you have no. Like, oh, I'm, I'm afraid to look like a pussy. I'm afraid to look weak as like a man, right? But you're actually supposed to talk about it to show how weak you are. Yeah. I'll put that in quotes. But it's because like, it's, I guess it's like a social stigma, right? It's like, oh man, like this man has like a problem. This dude has like a problem. It's like, I mean, if you keep your mouth shut, you're, you're going to break. Yeah. And that's what makes you the bitch. Yeah. When you actually look like one, when you like lash out, when you like don't know how to handle your emotions yeah and because i'm a big uh believer in like you know being poised right and not not losing your composure like yeah, i'm like all about that yeah but if it comes from a healthy place right because you're comfortable because you're aware um you know and i'm not saying don't stick up for yourself no there's a time and place you got to turn up you know like depending on the situation but acting like or or reacting in in a way that you know like could lead quickly to a physical altercation if it's coming from like oh you just aren't like in control of your emotions that to me looks weak right it's literally like putting up that facade that you can handle it and you got it like that when you uh, really don't and then like behind closed doors you go home and cry about it you're like dying inside <laughs> yeah it's like why you gotta act tough just fucking be tough like man it up and yeah, figure it out yeah. right yeah yeah, well, and that's that's. I'm not here though. to talk about women's mental health. Not because I don't care. I'm yeah. just not a woman, so therefore I'm not gonna speak for them. Facts. One day, you know, once we get a guest that's female, and we, I mean, we have had female guests, but you know, someone who's gonna be diving deeper into mm-hmm. like women's mental health, we'll get to that point. But I do agree, you know, with the social climate nowadays, it is very different. I mean, it's always been fucking different. To be honest, there is a distinguishable like characteristic that's what men go through that women don't go through. It's not mm-hmm. trying to be sexist or anything like that. But, you know, going back to, like, sweeping things under the rug, there's so many different metaphors for it, you know? Like, for me, it was always putting more shit on my plate because that's kind of, like, 
the meaning of being a man, like stacking shit up, you know, filling your plate until it's like fucking full. And then you take things off as you finish it, always put more stuff on, you know? And I think that's always been the assumption of what you need to do as a guy, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, and not bitch about it. Yeah, yeah. Right? And not fucking be like, no, this actually kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and no, I hear it. Only until this year would I say that I'm starting to take more things off than I put back on. Mm. You know? Because I think especially for us, we, we try to take on a lot of things because we, we like that control. Mm-hmm. But then we do too much, you lose control of yourself. You know what I mean? Because... Mm. Now I just think about what's really the best. Is it really good for me to be doing all this fucking shit and like handling everything? Mm. No, I, I actually talked to my cousin right before this. I was, I was like, you know what? I don't know what's wrong with me, but the past couple months I feel like I haven't been doing things correctly. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, I feel like I'm not thinking straight. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite all there. Mental clarity isn't there, and I just came to terms with the fact that I'm really burnt out. Mm-hmm. I'm like really fucking burnt out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, Damn, that's rare, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but it was because like I couldn't really admit that to myself. Yeah, burnout's real. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like fucking I, real. Or yeah. you've been burnt out, and you know what I'm saying. You drive a Honda. You and the Honda could run on fumes for hella long. That's you true. know, and you might already have been burnt out. I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm not a mental health expert, but yeah, burnout's real. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I feel like I'm not performing to the best of my capabilities. Uh-huh. Not even close. Not even like 50%. And I had to figure out where it's coming from, you mm-hmm. know? And I think now I'm just like owning up to it. Because before I didn't want to own up to it because it sounds like I failed. Mm-hmm. And now it's more like, oh, there's a problem. Like, let me figure it out. Versus like, it's not a failure. It's just like a bump in the road. Like, let me figure this out. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say with like men's mental health it's something that you know that's why i talked to you about therapy because mm-hmm. even you can see the reluctancy in my voice when i said yeah, like oh yeah. like, like, like give me advice what you get from a therapist therefore i don't have to go yeah yeah you know I mean? i'm trying to avoid it mm-hmm. but really i know it's good i know mm-hmm. it's good you know what i mean it's like you, there are people who know what you know what you mm-hmm. need to do you just don't fucking do it mm-hmm. and again i think you're really good at what you do by not being a yes man you could tell by how many times you rose Johnny and shit like that. Like that, that, that in itself is like, that's a admirable trait. You know what I mean? Like, cause dude, you need friends like that. Uh-huh. You mean, that's going to tell you that it, because yes, man, they're, they're not good for you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you, you need they're people not. who are actually looking out for the best of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a therapist, I wouldn't say wants for you. That's what they're paid to do for you. And sometimes you don't have friends that can do that for you. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think, um, again, going back to what I said, whether it's therapy or something you're reading or shit, maybe some legit advice someone you know is giving you, there there has to be a follow-up. You know, there has 100%. there has to be action. Okay, like and and I I mean it when I say therapy is not end all be all. Because if you're not taking action from therapy from the book, shit, if you're not taking action from that Instagram post that you reshared, ah. Yeah. It, like, where's the growth? Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, like, how how do you feel mentally or what's on a scale from one to ten? Where do you feel your mental health is right now? 
Damn, dude. If you asked me this, I, I talked to Johnny about it. If you asked me this, me like two or three weeks ago, man, it was in the ditches, to be honest. Yeah. It was fucking terrible, man. It was man. in the point something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not even like a solid <laughs> one, you know? Yeah. And like. That was actually I, a good conversation we had at Om. Yeah, yeah, it was. We walked out. There's something. <laughs> oh, we that we did some great. work. We did some work, and then we yeah, talked about yeah. that. And then uh, it was something I asked him because I kind of, kind of, what do you call it? Then that's dope, y'all. Regardless, it's just I think it's dope, and I'm not smiling to demean anyone, but it's like you're at home and. It was a, after but work. it's dope. It was it's after dope, work. But yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Sometimes things just come out, you know, but. Yeah. Um, burnt out. At a point. Did, yeah. Like, I, was, point, so. I was feeling burnt out. Oh, I know. Like. I think. Everything was that, coming at once. Yeah. Everything is happening at once. And I just felt like so depleted. But, mm. you know, I've always been a person that thinks like, oh, I, I can figure it mm. out. And that was the first time I felt like, damn, I don't, actually don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> and. Yeah. um Really enough, I don't think I told anyone this. Like, I like, I was like by myself, mm-hmm. and like I felt like crying. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like crying. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, it should be coming, and it didn't come out. And I was like, damn, what's this? Is so fucking weird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, your defense mechanism. Like your body knows know. it's because you probably held it back for so long. It's automatic. Like when you feel it, it cuts off. Am I right? I don't know, dude. Because like I've definitely shed some tears here and there, but like I just felt like I need to break down real quick it's really weird yeah and i i didn't but you know the more i talked about it and expressed like how i felt and you know luckily my friends are very you know uh sympathetic or empathetic towards like how i feel and they just kind of notice like oh yo something's fucking off you know what i mean like something's wrong so you know people would ask and you know it's not like it's weird it's i'm at a point in my life where it's like um you know, they say no one's really thinking too much about you because everyone's got their own shit to fucking worry yeah. about. Like the people that didn't invite you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, because of that, I'm like, damn, I don't want to fucking burden them with the fucking things that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I just keep it to myself. That, who said, who said but that? I get what he's saying. It's, it's, it's just it's just a quote. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no. Yeah, it's, it's just a quote people say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Because it's true though. I mean, people do have. A lot of shit on their own plate. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Everyone has their own lives to live. So therefore, I didn't want to burn anyone. And I felt like it's funny because during that time, when I was with my friends, well, you guys, like I would feel the impulse to say it, but nothing would come out. It's really uh-huh. weird. It's like it almost feels like it was like inappropriate. Like you, you don't know? want to be a party pooper. Yeah, I want to be a party pooper. I didn't want to fucking bring down the vibe. I I didn't want to make it about me shit like that you know yeah and i think that is like a you know men's mental type of thing like, yeah to not yeah. do that you know yeah uh i don't know if this will kind of help you at all but you know when you can't figure it out well there's a couple of things i want to say about that when you can't figure out you feel stuck or whatnot you know or you feel like shit i'm about to eat some shit and never recover um my therapist brought it up he's like okay you feel like this show me the proof that you got you stayed stuck forever show me the proof that you never bounced back Mm -hmm. from the adversity show me proof that you fucking just 
every negative thing that you thought of, every situation like you catastrophize came to reality. Like, show me the proof that you haven't grown mm -hmm. from the shitty situations you went through. And I was like, interesting. Like, there is none, right? So I know it's a little different, right? Because, and everyone has their own beliefs. Like, I'm a believer and like what I don't even want to say that that's already like sounds demeaning but like I have a certain set of beliefs and it's like yo God's never left me out to dry but here I am doubting oh my god I'll never get out of this no I've been in some pretty shitty situations and still seen the light you know and and the crazy thing is right um I know I see you sometimes I'll see you like multiple times a week sometimes I won't see you for months but one thing I admire about you, and it might not be what it seems because I'm like, damn, Peter's so poised. His mental bearing's so good. <laughs> he doesn't fucking lose his shit. Like, I feel like I'm poised, but I feel like I would lose my shit a lot quicker than you, you know? Um, and that just goes to show, like, shit, mental health. Like, that's what I think on the surface. Yeah. But actually, like, I'm going through it right now. I'm just that, I guess you could say, selfless. I want you know? therapy. No, I was kidding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because for me, it was... Like, I don't have a doubt in my mind that I could get myself out of something. Mm -hmm. And this was like, and this is something I preach all the fucking time. And yeah. to not practice what I preach, I might be a hypocrite. It happens. It happens. Like, uh, obviously, you control what you can and don't worry about the things that you can't. But, you know, just, just to be completely transparent, like, a lot of it had to do with my family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And. That's hard. To me, I was just like, damn, what can I do to change this? You know, and I've talked about it on the podcast, and gambling mm -hmm. is an addiction that could easily be way worse than any kind of fucking drug. And I I, I can't figure it out. I still can't figure it out, <laughs> just to be fucking honest. Yeah. I still can't figure it out. I don't fucking know what to do, but I don't feel as hopeless. Like, I'm, I actually feel better now. My mental health mm -hmm. is probably like a 5 out of 10 right now. You know what I mean? And that's I'm just... A, that's an F. No, but that, that is an F. It's <laughs> not. Feel, it's, F or feel good. I, I, I'm not passing yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not quite. I'm not quite uh -huh. out of it yet. But it's it's progress. You know, I noticed that. That's that to me means a lot more uh -huh. than being good all the fucking time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Just knowing that I'm like getting out of it. Like I'm not. I don't feel like I'm in quite such of a funk right now. Mm -hmm. But I feel. As my mental clarity gets a little bit better, like I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, I, I'm not exactly sure what it is, and I'm always a person that always says, like, I don't have the fucking answers. I don't know all the answers, but I'll figure it out. I think at that time, though, I I really felt like this is something I'm not very good at is being hopeful. You know, mm. when you when you mention God and stuff like that, there is there is hope. Right, I mean, mm -hmm. there's there's this faith that you have mm -hmm. that is get pushed you through. For me, I'm not very, I'm not, I guess I wouldn't say like pessimistic, but I'm not gonna hope for things. You know, yeah. for me, it's like let let me and take I action. Let me too. Yeah, shit out. and I respect that too. You know, and and that was a time where it's weird. Like I felt like I need to be hopeful mm -hmm. when there wasn't any. You know, mm -hmm. and I had to change my tune of like thinking like. It's okay to be like optimistic and hopeful in things that you don't know. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, like it'll pan out. How I don't fucking know. Yeah, I just believe that it will now. You know, and that that change has helped me get past that hump. For now, you mm -hmm. know, I, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of fucking things because I don't 
my life isn't hard. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm not getting sugarcoated, but it's not hard either. You know, or, or, it could be way fucking worse. Or everybody has their fucking own struggles. Yeah. No matter where your parents are from, how they raised you, your parents' financial situation, your finance, like, I think everybody, like, has their own struggles, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, and... I'm not disagreeing with you, you saying your life isn't hard, but you know, if it feels like it or you can't, it feels weird to kind of, you feel like you're comparing it to other problems. So therefore you feel like, oh, I'm being ungrateful because I feel my life is hard, but compared to this, like, you know, it, every, everyone has struggles, Yeah, of course. you know, and I, I think, I think shit, that shit is hard. You know, with what, what you're going through. Yeah. And especially with family. That shit is weird. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know, to me, it's something I can't control. You mm. know, especially parents, dude. Like, yeah. what the fuck? And you... even though you're not literally attached, mentally, emotionally, you are attached, I right? I was just going to say, that's Invested. the only attachment that you can't detach. Even if you want well, to. I've seen some people do it. Yeah, some I'm not saying do it. it. Like, yeah, yeah. in his situation. And, I've, and I'm, I, I know somebody close to me that's in... The same situation. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, legally, I could say, fuck you. Like, legally, I could just be like, yeah, I'm out. Like, these problems are your problems too much for me. Yeah. Right? But we actually care and we love people. And, uh, man, that shit is, uh, that shit is sticky. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Definitely. And, dude, I just... I'm just glad that I have friends like to talk to because yeah. honestly, that's really what I needed. It's so it, it's it's it sucks that I got to a point where I I can't speak up about it. Mm-hmm. Where I had to, like, I needed actually someone to ask. And you know what's even crazier now, as positive as I'm trying to be, I'm not trying to like focus on the negative at all. Is how when it comes to family and whether it's problems like this or health problems or whatever. Because of that attachment, you know, and the attachment is just, it's like rightfully so, you could accomplish something. You could come up on like millions of dollars. You could do this, but that doesn't fix the issues involving your family, <laughs> you know? And it's like, fuck, it's sticky. Um, Yeah, it's fucked up. And, you know, uh, and again, this sounds cliche, but like you said, everything's been a blur, right? Yeah. Um, but the last few months and, you know, I've been there and, and this year, to be honest, this whole year has been a fucking blur to me. And I'm at a point, you know, come to the end of the year, I'm really trying to like recalibrate and trim the fat off shit I need to do and not do for 2024. And... This is when, and I, my situation probably doesn't relate to yours as much. It's like when people say one foot at a time, like sometimes that's all you can do and it's fine. But for like, I've been this last month, I've been moving like literally like, you know, like step by step one day at a time, one day at a time might even be too fast where I'm at mentally. But I get to, I, I've noticed like during my own struggles, moving like that, I get to cherish the things that I just overlooked the rest of the year, mm. right? When everything's going good, 
everything's just popping. I'm so spoiled. I'm getting blessing after blessing after blessing. And whether it's a real issue or it's something I'm internalizing to feel like an issue, like taking it step by step, man, is really been helpful and i get to mm. enjoy things a little more again everybody's different and i'm not trying to you know sound narcissistic and it's about me because it's not but you know sometimes seasons fly by and shit sometimes you really got to go step by step and it's and that's all good yeah you know because shit this is in a weird fucking way this will help us grow and this will level us up you know, do we wish we could level up without going through this? Fuck yeah. Oh, you never will, though. If you yeah, sure. But as always, you will, you will fucking conquer the issues as you always have. I don't know how. Yeah. You know. But we always do. But you always do, you yeah. know. And uh, when you don't get it, and sometimes we will never understand why, man. I just, uh, I, and this is as of recent, I just really just one one step. Okay, cool. I'm good with the steps. Every minute, okay, I'm cool. Every hour, every day, until I get some clarity. Yeah. And no, that's solid advice, to be honest. And I think that's really what I've been doing, is just, again, when I was going through it, I was just thinking about, whoa, look at all these fucking problems. And you you put everything together, right? Yeah. It's just about, about to say. Everything. It's, like, it's so fucked up. It's Dude. keeping the scale from yeah. tipping by, like, uh -huh. putting in a little bit of positivity to kind of balance out yeah. the shitty yeah. day or week, you know? It's like, yeah. if it's step by step, you kind of see everything step by step. You figure out little things at a time to make that uh, load a little better Yeah, it's, for it's your day, weird. week. Yeah, you, like, sometimes you you shouldn't see the bigger picture right away. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you should just oh, dial in. That's what Tackle when you a problem put all at the time, food on your mm -hmm. plate, <laughs> and then slowly you'll get there. But mm -hmm. what I was doing was I was looking at the bigger picture, and I was like, like, "Oh yeah, fuck, Holy I feel defeated. Fuck, yeah. what the hell do I do? Where do I <laughs> yeah. go first? You know, how do I navigate this?" I was like, "Oh shit, I have problems with this, problems with this, problems with this. Like, what am I gonna fucking do?" And also, do understand, aside from the family shit, like I do put myself in these situations. You know, what I mean, I could do less, you know, but no, I chose to do more, and this is you know where I'm at, and. And learning that you have just because you have a lot on your plate doesn't mean you have to tackle everything all at once, mm -hmm. you know. And that's really helped me get from a point seven to a five right now, you know. Yeah. And, no, I feel like a lot better. I'm sure after this, even you know, day by day, really, that's how I've been handling it. It's really been all about the progress, yeah. and and I could actually pay attention to that because I'm not looking at like, oh, shit, how far do I have to go? It's just like, oh, did I make a little bit of progress today? Mm -hmm. That's really what matters. But each of those problems is its own scale. If you yeah. break it down like mm -hmm. that, it's it like, really oh, is. you kind of bounce out each of them one at a time yeah. and it makes it easier for the, because the, you look at the bigger scales like, mm -hmm. fuck, that's a lot to like keep it from tipping. But when you see each problem as like a different scale, it's like, oh, fuck. And then everything kind of evens out a little bit better. Yeah. That you know which to attack and prioritize. Yeah, and it also helps too because if you take things one at a time, you just free up energy to tackle some of the harder mm -hmm. things. Like to me, I think I've talked about this with some of the guys. Like having small wins really fucking help. I think oh, that's yeah. really one of the biggest things that contributed to me feeling better was just having small wins that I could achieve like right at the beginning of my day. Mm -hmm. You know, to some people, you know, I know Adam says all times like I make my bed, and that's like. You know, like a small win. You know, some people are like, what the fuck you want to make? You know, but 
to some people like that starts off their day that starts off their routine in the like the right direction to where they could do other shit you know and and now for me it's like yeah let me like i i, I struggle with this a lot right because like with my work it's it's whenever a fucking client reaches out mm. right it could be like fucking midnight mm-hmm. it could be at 4 a.m you know and i've just recently learned with work that could be 24 fucking seven to like stop myself from getting right into it. If my mind is not right. Uh So now in the mornings, like I'll focus on the things that get my mind right first, even though I struggle with it, to be honest, Mm -hmm. you know, like sometimes I'll wake up and I'm like, fuck like 10 emails. Let me get to the emails, but I'm not thinking straight already. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, you know, I I, I have the urge to like Mm -hmm. respond and get straight to work. But I'm like, I know though, in order to set my day off right, I need to, well, for me personally, like I'll journal about shit, right? Mm-hmm. I'll write shit out. And, and you know, it's weird. Like it's just such a mindset shift. Like now I start off my day with like, if you look at my journals, the first entry is like yesterday's highlights. Mm-hmm. And it's like the little shit, you know, like mm-hmm. ate good food yesterday. Mm-hmm. Got to hang my friend, had a nice cup of coffee. Nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but that starts my day off right. Just appreciating what I had done the day before. Yeah. And then the next thing is like the things that I'm grateful for, right? Because like, you don't think about those things. No, you, you don't. You on don't. all the L's and like all the... Yeah. The, yeah. The things that are like fucking beaming at you in the face, right? Like this fucking phone with like all these work yeah. emails and shit. Like, oh shit, like uh, the loan's going wrong or some shit. And you're like, fuck, dude. But really, if you're not dialed in, like you probably wouldn't make the right decisions and the fires just could keep on burning anyways. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm slowly starting to understand that, like, do the things that you can take care of first. You know, there's there's this rule of thumb that someone said. I forget who. I don't want to say it wrong. But basically, if, if it's something that you can do that helps you out and it takes, like, less than a fucking, like, minute, mm, just do it. Do it, yeah. Just do it. So now it's like I try to really focus on those things where it's like, oh, shit. Like, maybe I, it is such a little thing to me for, so I just... Didn't think mm. anything of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it. It's, and it happens to the best of us where it's like, oh shit, the pile of laundry is like bigger than it needs to be, uh-huh. you know? And it could easily been like, oh, I just need to take like a couple minutes on my day to take care of it before. And it would have never gone to that point. Mm-hmm. But things stack up. And, you know, before you know, it's like a big issue, right? Yep. And now that I could kind of figure out what to prioritize, and it's weird. You would think that you should prioritize yourself first, but in a society where it's like work is so fucking important. Sometimes you neglect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, the mind is just wild like that. You could sometimes run efficiently going, you know, a million miles per hour. Sometimes you need to, you know, slow it down or go in neutral. But, you know, I think it's really important to protect your thoughts because that is like, it's not, I'm not really saying money maker as a financial thing, even though it is like your thoughts are everything. Yeah. You know, before you take action, you know, I mean, history has shown our thoughts are literally everything. That's like the root for everything. And if your thoughts are not in good shape, good luck on your actions. Yeah. Good luck on like this is like this is your money maker. Like this is your fucking weapon. That is your guardian. Like it starts with your thoughts, you yeah. know. And I think when you could guard that, not guard guard as in like hide shit, but. You know, you, you you know that's where everything kind of stemmed from. You know, I'm ho- I'm bless you. Thanks. Is it the uh, no I'm playing? 
Uh, you know, I just, I, I, I just hope, uh, you know, for you and for all of my friends and family, like, you know, we could learn to really capitalize and use our thoughts, you know, for the best, yeah. you know, and yeah, some, again, sometimes you could do a bunch of projects. Sometimes it gets tired, you know, and you gotta, you gotta do one task at a time and that's all, that's all good. Um, one thing, and I'm this ain't my podcast, but I wanted to ask Johnny is that no, it. how in like, um, I don't know, a handful of words, like how has 2023 been for you? Honestly, probably like one of the biggest upgrades that I've had. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. upgrade you. Damn, positive Johnny. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Johnny. It, it started off pretty fucking shitty, if you don't remember. Mm -hmm. Me and Peter got that car accident. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if I could recall. And you got the car you wanted. I guess so. <laughs> you manifested the Silver car. Lining. The I mean, I didn't, I mean, I didn't manifest the manifested car accident. Manifested the insurance policy. <laughs> but uh, I did tell Peter, like, right before the car accident, like, right before the collision, uh, I was at ease. It was fucking weird. Uh -huh. I was like, ah, well, I'll be all right. I'll be mm -hmm. all right. Right when it happened, I was the first one to get out of the car. I was like, hey, Peter, you good? But the first thing he said, Johnny, you okay? I was like, dude, I'm fine. Uh, like, I'm fucking okay, dude. Yeah. And uh, I was actually talking to Carol about this shit, too. I was like, I knew I was going to be okay because of all the good things I did. And it was so weird because I didn't even, like, doubt that I was going to mm -hmm. be all right, man. It was just, I'll be all right. And it was a pretty yeah crazy car accident i'm glad y'all are good yeah, and everything lined good. up it was like it was shitty for a good fucking minute i didn't let it defeat me though i was like yeah. oh, i'll figure it out undefeated yeah <laughs> and uh yeah it was weird i got i got hired without a fucking car yeah. i'm making pretty good money doing what i like you know just i got my life kind of straight uh not really focusing too much on like my personal craft but it's like I need to grow up. I need to, like, you know, make money, kind of, like, be a fucking man, you know? Cool. Plus, I fucked around for, like, majority of my life. I was like, <laughs> I need to sit down and, like, take it seriously, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I I know my, my fucking... I know my worth. <laughs> Did you start the job this year or was it last year? It was this year. Oh, shit. Right after... The yeah. accident was this year? Yeah. No, it was last year. It was okay. I got, I got hired right. in, like... Oh, okay. I talked about it in, like end of january got hired like in february started coming into work you got t-boned i t-boned the other person because he tried to cut me off oh on bristol <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm glad y'all are good oh. that's literally right after christmas right oh the shit. 21st 22nd oh, i remember shit, right the dates too man i actually have like a car accident like phobia or like a fear of it i probably told you that peter yeah. like in high school and shortly after high school like I had a, at least a handful of close friends die from car accidents. And then my mom was, um, you know, with Allstate for almost 20 years. So she just always embedded, like, accidents and stuff in my head, right? And, and the car accidents you've been to, it don't take no time. No. And I don't care how nice your car looks. That shit sounds like plastic once it's hit, once it's hit you know? And yeah. you're like, damn. You don't uh, go in, like, so... Like, like with y'all, with how your car looked and y'all being good, like, fuck. I mean, I was all right. Peter got injured for the most part. More injured than I was. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine now. I think, fuck. I'm getting there. You know, yeah. it's, it's funny because, like, 
I just thought this to myself, I think like two days ago. Mm -hmm. I was like working out and a lot of my workouts now always revolve some kind of rehab mm -hmm. or involve some kind of rehab because, you know, I tore my ACL, MCL. Yeah. And I was thinking like, damn, like this year was actually so fucking difficult <laughs> for me to get into the shape that I want to get in. Yeah. Considering that fucking my, you know, my uh, physical health is not the best because of the injuries. But I was like, damn, either I can make excuses for it or I can mm. just fucking learn and like move on, right? And just really focus on my rehab. And like just being honest with myself too. Like, no, I didn't do that great of a job rehabbing. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there are days where I fucking skipped it. There are days where I've done shit that I probably shouldn't have done. And you know, Where like, do you think that injury came from when we were at Yost? <laughs> Dude, I uh, so I you mean, think that came from the accident. So I talked to, um, I talked to my doctor. I forgot what the fuck that doctor is called, but the one that checks on your legs and shit. But he was like, "Oh, so basically, what he told me was that when I broke my leg, which is I'm just recently understanding what rehabbing uh -huh. really means." He was like, did you rehab your leg? I was like, yeah, my, my leg feels fine. He's mm -hmm. like, but what did you do? I'm like, yeah, any PT I just, or anything. I just started walking. And he was like, no, that's not rehabbing. Yeah. And he was saying that, like, all those muscles that could have been weakened from when I mm. broke my leg, the rest of the muscles were just compensating. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, living on a fucking thin-ass thread until mm. finally it just gave out after compounding injuries so mm, it just okay. needed something to like trigger and it was like right there it's like teetering on the that's fucking how it be. Line. it's yeah. just wait it's kind of it seems dormant or yeah. it is dormant and yeah yeah just be like ha what's uh what's the name there's there's an accident that was like that i think it was like uh paul george or george paul the fucking basketball player yeah when his leg like or his snapped. leg snapped and apparently he's had like micro fractures all over his legs for the longest time but because they're so small you can't tell and then when they cross paths, all of a sudden, like, the fucking oh, thing just snaps. Shattered. Right? He just, like, land down his leg, like, normally, and the shit shattered. Yeah, we got to take care of ourselves. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. But, it, yeah, yeah, in my head, like, yeah, dude, the biggest thing was, like, my reality check, and this is just me talking to myself, and obviously doesn't apply to everyone, but, you know, the person that people see, like, the, especially people who don't know me, they don't give a fuck how I got there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They don't give a fuck. Like, I, I gained weight or I seem more out of shape because I injured myself. No. Like, they probably, they don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, who fucking cares what they think? Like, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. That's what really matters. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not, I, gotta need, I yeah. need to be realistic myself and then check myself and get myself on that path. And I, I really had to, like, reassess and realize, like, no, I'm not really doing the best, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm trying. But not quite there and you know like what, what do i have to cry about if that's the case mm -hmm. you know just being honest with myself yeah oh yeah. i feel it yeah man we're all on a, our own crazy ass journeys man trying to figure this life thing out yeah no definitely man for <laughs> sure for sure and that that's with anything in life yeah. Yeah. physical financial mental mental bro. Spiritual, too, man. I'm not spiritual, spiritual guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I just want to say thank you to Johnny and Don for coming on. I always appreciate all the banter. You guys know you guys are my homies. Uh, where can the audience find you guys? Instagram at Dim Slum. D I M dot S L U M. At Donovan underscore 707. That's for Instagram and SoundCloud. I'll be a lot more active on social media next year. I promise. 
I might even fuck around, change the handles, but yeah, stay tuned. I'll be a lot more active next year. Thank thank y'all for having me for real, for real. For it's sure. an honor. Thank sure. you. I just want to say thank you to you guys for watching all the way through. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and comment below what you guys want to see us talk about next. And remember, live, live fast, fast, eat ass. ass. <laughs> hey. <laughs>